Hello, truth lovers, and welcome to the Truth Be Told Mom podcast. I'm your host, Diana Cluen, and for the next couple episodes, we're going to discuss what I think are the five most important truths every new and even veteran homeschooling parent should believe. After participating in several alternative education fairs uh, that help families exit the government schools, I noticed the same five topics. Uh, being addressed. And they are really the myths of homeschooling or those fallacies, the blatant lies that society tells parents what homeschooling really is. And so because I am all about the truth, I want to impart that in you. I want to encourage you. We're not going to address them as myths. We're going to address these uh, from a positive place and discussing the truth of homeschooling. So for part one, we're going to discuss parent responsibility and vision. And then in part two, we'll talk about socialization and our finances. So if you want to know the truth about homeschooling and where you need to rest, stick around. I think you're going to like what you hear. So truth number one, parents, you are the full authority in your child's education. And because you are the full authority, you also are qualified. So the public school does a really great job. And I don't even know why I call it public school anymore because y'all don't run it. The public isn't running the school. The government is. These government schools want you to believe that you can't do what they do. Okay, they want you to believe that you are not capable of educating your child because you don't have a credential. Well, it's a blatant lie. You actually are more qualified than any person on the planet to educate your child. And we know this because you have full authority over your child. And how do we know this? Well, as a Christian, I always look to the word of God to find out what God's word says about my role. And if we're to look at, I'm just going to go with the 10 commandments here. There are so many places in scripture that we can find this, uh, Proverbs, Ephesians, Timothy. I mean, there are just so many books in the Bible, but I want to focus on the 10 commandments because I am mindful of the fact that not everyone that, um, listens may be a Christian and they might not understand all of God's words. So we're all basically familiar with the 10 commandments. So if we look at the 10 commandments, we're going to focus on the first five, uh, Commandments one through four talk about the divine authority. So this is the authority of God, our creator. And in those four, he instructs us that we shall have no other gods before him, that we shall not make idols, that we shall not take the name of the Lord, your God in vain, and that we need to remember the Sabbath day or to keep it holy. So this is the divine authority that we, that God has. Right. But then in number five, the first thing he says is honor your father and your mother. So we went from divine authority to guess what? Parental authority, because if a child is to honor the father and the mother, that means that the parent has authority over their child. All right. And of course, as Christians, those of you who are Christians who are listening, this is always second to God. But if we were to take this a step further and really look at our position 
as far as parents, well, what is a parent? What is authority? Well, authority is the legal power or a right to command or to act as the authority of a prince over subjects and of parents over children, power, rule, and sway. Nowhere, okay, parents get this, nowhere does this say that the authority um, over children is from the government. So it doesn't say and of governmental control over children and of school boards over children. No, 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 no. It says and of parents over children. So this means parents that the school board has no say, the president has no say, your teacher's union has no say, the educational department of your state has no say, you are the authority. Now, if we look at the definition of what parent means, this is a father or mother, he or she that produces young. The duties of parents to their children are to maintain, protect, and educate them. That's right. The duties of parents to their children are to maintain, protect, and educate them. Again, another definition. We don't see that the duties of parents is to remain quiet and silent and hand off their children to a complete institution that doesn't care about the parent rights. So parents, you are the full authority in your child's education. You are uh, qualified. You have been given to them. Parents, this is an extension. Homeschooling is an extension of parenting. It is not doing school at home. So if you're looking to make that decision and understanding the responsibilities, well, we need to make sure that parents are unified. So this is truth number two. Truth number two is that parents, you and your spouse, need to be unified in the decision to home educate. If you are at odds with one another, homeschooling, it's just not going to work. As a, as a Christian, I believe that you, um, that we as spouses need to honor one, one another the way that the Lord commands. Wives were to submit to our own husbands. Husbands, you're to, to lead and rule as Christ led the church. So if you are if you and your spouse are kind of button heads on this one, I want to encourage you. I would encourage you to pray together, pray over one another. Uh, if you are not, if you have a spouse that's not a Christian or, um, you know, pray over that, pray over your spouse and ask that God will change your hearts for what's right in his eyes, not what's right in our own. And then what I'd also encourage if, if prayer is not something that you, you would like to do, which I think you should. I don't think you should do anything without praying to the Lord. But if that is not for you, sit down and have a loving, kind relationship with your spouse. Discuss why you want to homeschool or discuss why you do not want to homeschool because you have to understand one another. And maybe you'll see the other person's viewpoint and maybe you may change your mind. And it's okay. If you, if you decide not to homeschool, it's, it's not the end of the world. Okay. I personally think that homeschooling is the gold standard and there's nothing else better, but if that's not right for you in this time, that's okay. But hear one another, listen to each other, talk about all the things that are on your heart. And if you're a family uh, who is like, 
well, we want to homeschool, but we don't know what to do or we don't know why. Well, that's going to bring us to truth number three. See, parents, if truth number one is that you're the authority and you're qualified and truth number two is that you need to be unified and you've got both of those. Okay. I understand that I am the authority and my spouse and I are completely unified, but oh my gosh, where do we go from here? (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you, you need to have a vision or a mission statement to keep you going. So if you're asking yourself, well, okay, that sounds great, but I don't even know where to start with a vision or a mission statement. Well, it's really not as complicated as you may think. Okay. This is your vision or a mission statement is your family's why. Why do you want to home educate? What's the reason? What's the driving force behind that? Now, because I know how hard it is to write these things down, um, I've been homeschooling for almost 17 years, and I'm actually going on my 17th year this year, and I have compiled a list of questions that I asked myself. I had to really dig deep. Now, I pulled these from other people I had talked to and and, um, different uh, levels of homeschooling mentors that I had in my life, and I've compiled this list of questions. And I'm going to give this to you for free because homeschooling and helping other homeschooling families is a ministry to me. So what are some of these questions that we need to ask ourselves? Well, first off, we have to ask the question, what does education mean to me? What is education? A lot of times people think that education is simply, oh, well, we're just going to cover reading, writing, arithmetic, but that's not education. And so I don't want to give you all the answers, but you have to find, you can define education from the dictionary. I highly recommend that you go to the 1828 dictionary, especially if you really want um, the truth, like truthful definitions for the words that you are seeking. So the 1828 dictionary is written by Noah Webster. And I personally believe that it is the most beneficial dictionary that every family can have, specifically Christian families. Uh, These are definitions that are uh, deeply researched, scripturally researched. They have scripture reference. They also have historical quotes from people throughout history. Um, or literary quotes that uh, have, were in classical literature. So you're getting a much more realistic, honest, truthful definition of the words. So I would suggest that you look up the definition of education. And then I would ask yourself, you know, what does that mean to you? Like, are you going to go with this definition? Or are you going to, maybe you have, your family has a little bit different belief on that. Make sure you put that down. Another question that's going to ask you is why do we want to homeschool? Well, we're in this um, post-COVID situation. Most families, it's because they don't want their children master vaccinated. That's an absolutely legitimate reason. If your answer is, I have no clue, I just know I don't want my kid in a government school, that's a great reason too. So whatever your reason is, it's viable, it's right, it's good, it's okay, don't think that just a simple answer is not the right answer. Keep it simple. It's not, it's not rocket science. (laughs) So uh, another question you might want to ask yourself, um, are there personal or religious reasons for this decision? 
If there are, what are they? Okay. Uh, even questions like how many days a week do you want to homeschool? Like how many days a week do I want to invest? Our family does not invest in more than four days a week. We do four days a week of homeschooling and that's it. And in fact, next year, we're probably only really going to do three <laughs> because she doesn't need to do that much. Um, and we want even more time, more family time, more trips uh, out of state or through our state. Uh, so find out how many days a week you want. You want to also look at another question that is asked, what subjects do you feel are the most important? So in our family, the Bible is the most important. My secondary is language arts. So those are the two that I want to focus on the most in my family. That's where I'm going to put my investment in. And then I'll give you one last question that's on the list. There's 14 of them. So I will send this with you as well. But a really important one, which legal option in my state appeals to me the most and why? So you're going to get today for listening. I'm going to share that. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. You will have this PDF print out and you will also get a nice little worksheet that you can write your own mission statement. You can write your school verse or your motto. Uh, if you're a faith-based family, you can um, add scriptural uh, support to that. And then you can even have a, a place of our calling. What's our calling for homeschool? And I've also included in that our family's vision. So there's a sample of what we wrote as our family as a vision. And because we're a faith-based family, everything that you see there is going to be related to scripture. Now, you may be someone who might have, uh, you love classical education and you love some quotes from famous authors. Well, instead of uh, maybe the scriptural support is not there for you, you can absolutely put some of those classical literature quotes from famous people if you'd like in that section. So be, feel free to make this perfect for your family. Each homeschooling family is unique and we are just so thankful that we have that opportunity. So no matter uh, what your family's dynamic is, fill that in, hold on to it. And what I like to do with it is I put it away in my files and I also have a printout that I hang in the schoolhouse. So we have a nice little schoolhouse here and that's 120 square feet. And it's just enough for me to run this business, this podcast and homeschool my kiddo, my last kiddo at home. And I have that up there. And the reason I have that in a place that I can see it all the time is I forget. I forget what my mission is. I forget what the vision from 17 years ago was. And each year I re- I reevaluate that look, that, um, that vision, and I reevaluate everything that I wrote. And I say, does this still stand true today? And it always has. I have not altered it in 17 years. And what it has done is it has helped me keep myself accountable to the truth of why I homeschool. So I'd encourage you to do that. I will encourage you to uh, prayerfully consider homeschooling. Pull your child out of the government school. They are not your friend. They don't care about your kid like you do. You are the best person for your child when it comes to anything. It is our duty as parents to maintain, protect, and educate our kids. So. 
I'm going to wrap it up today. And the next episode, we're going to discuss um, part two, which is going to be the socialization and the finance. If you have any questions about uh, today's episode, please feel free to reach out to me at dianacluin.com. And I am more than happy to answer any questions that you have. And if there's a topic you would really like me to discuss on a future episode, give me the deets on that and I'll make sure that I get to it. So one last thing I want to leave you with parents, do not forget that the truth will set you free. Hold on to it. Have a great rest of your week.